What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend, a debrief, an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson, joining me again in the host spotlight, uh, Miss Abby Linderberg. Abby, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you for being here. Uh, he's back with us. We haven't been on the podcast together in a while, mm-hmm. Mark. Uh, you took, I think, six weeks off. No, four. Four? Was it only four? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I guess time flies when you're having fun, but yeah. when you're not having fun, it seems yeah, like four. forever. Yeah. Good to be back, Senior Pastor Mark Carey. Mark, how are you doing, my friend? Pretty good. Good? Yeah, well, good. good. Good, not great? Someone says you, you might be good, but you sure ain't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's jump into a Sunday in review. Mark, I know we were in Acts 15, talking a little bit about Jerusalem Council stuff. Abby, I'll come your way as well. And then I know you had uh, another passage you wanted to look at, too. So yeah. Anything as you were preparing, and even in your notes, it looked like you explained where we're headed over the next couple of weeks, too. Yeah. Well, one thing I, I wanted to mention um, is w- when you do Bible study and you go through a, a book like we do and you, you break it up, there, there is, as we know, one interpretation. You, so you're seeking for that interpretation and, and doing it. And um, typically, you would say there's probably one application in terms of intended by the author. Mm-hmm. So when you do your Bible study, you what is the author? What is he saying? What does he mean? And and how did he intend that to be applied to us? Mm-hmm. I I purposely departed from that applicational part because I don't I don't think as Luke was writing this this portion of the scripture yeah. right he he I don't think he intended to write about unity and and or meant that as an application. It's a secondary application, sure. mm-hmm. but that's where I went in in the message. Um, uh, so the first five verses simply was we were focusing on this dispute mm-hmm. that, ar- that arose, mm-hmm. which we'll develop more next week because of the, the content of how, how that was solved. And that's the most important thing yeah. of the passage. But it struck me as uh, I was studying is that Paul and Barnabas in verse 2 had a great dissension and and debate with mm-hmm. these brethren who came down and um, and it was a it was over a doctrinal issue, but um, so kind of the 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 applicational part of the message was to kind of flesh that out more a little bit in terms of of um, just conflict within the church and mm-hmm. and uh, and again verse five. Some of the sect of the Pharisees who had believed stood up and said, "You know, it's necessary." So there was this. Clearly, there was a conflict. There was a debate. There was a dissension happening here over that issue, and they were believers. They 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 were wrestling with this. So, extrapolating from that was, uh, so what what about any conflict? What mm-hmm. how do we and. Um, and how do we deal with that? Well, I feel like it's necessary to do. We've done it a lot, me, you, and Tim, and preaching through Acts is one thing, but then what else in the New Testament seems to affirm mm-hmm. affirm what we're reading? Mm-hmm. We, we, we've said it's historical narrative over and over, right? But it's not just, a, okay, that's what it was like for them. This stuff's still going to yeah. kind of creep up. It's going to yeah. manifest itself. And unity in the in the church is... A need, it's ongoing, with, yeah. Whether it's in your home and uh, mm-hmm. um, in relationships, you guys are part of Keystone. I'm sure you... Well, you're both married. You, you know, you, 
I'm sure you're not going to sit here and lie that everything is hunky-dory all the time in your life. In perfect unity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, a lot of, lot of applications for that. One question for you, Abby. I think last time we were on together, you had mentioned you and Emma like to, like to read ahead or mm-hmm. like to do the little journal thing. Are you still doing that, I guess, for one? And the second thing, like, was this, did you know about the Jerusalem Council? Was this new information this past weekend? What, what has it been like to discuss that with Emma or to study it outside of the, the sermon time? Yeah. Um, we are still doing it, um, but we didn't go very far into 15 because we, we just didn't go that far. We didn't yeah. know how far you were going to go. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so yeah I, to me, the Council at Jerusalem, it was a newer concept to discuss and to figure out. Um, and yeah, I just kind of like your point of give Christians long enough and they'll find something to disagree about. That was kind of like... Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Now I see mm-hmm. how that played out here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you phrased it at least in the second service as this is a, you were like, I, I don't want to call it the most important passage in the Bible because mm-hmm. you, you don't want to ever pigeonhole yourself there. But this is a huge moment for the church. And, and there's a shift that happens in 15 and 16. We get to learn a lot about these other people that we're going to hear more and more from in the New Testament. And, and I remember my knowledge about Jerusalem Council was, back to the mentorship stuff, Dennis would talk to me a little bit about Acts 15 and 16, but to go through it at this pace in this way, like this is this is huge uh, because we, we've already seen the, the Jewish recruits in the gathering kind of to persecute and to, to shut down the gospel. From the outside. From the outside. But now there's this intellectual circling of wagons mm-hmm. going, yes. what actually is going on the here? The internal <laughs> dynamics that are going on here. Yeah. And I, I do think... Um, like it said in verse two, that Paul or verse three, they were sent down uh, up to Jerusalem to deal with this, and on the way they're going through Phoenicia, Samaria, and so forth, and they're just having a great old time. They're talking about <laughs> what God is doing on the Gentile. I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. um, there is no debate in their mind. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely certain of the the veracity of the truthfulness of the gospel of of faith alone, uh, grace alone, by faith alone, in Christ alone. There's no question in their mind. Um, so, so we don't know for sure. We don't, you know, verse one is just a statement. These guys come from Jerusalem. Um, they obviously would have stirred things up. You need to be circumcised and follow the custom of Moses or you cannot be saved. I mean, that, that's like somebody coming into fellowship Bible church and we'll see this next week, but, and saying, you, you've got to be baptized or you've got to, or, or follow all the old Testament law or you don't get to heaven. And and maybe people of uh, that would have some um, you know intellectual uh, or or um, uh, some some status within the church you know we don't know who these people were but they mm-hmm. came from Jerusalem they came you know so th- this there was tension here and then when they get to Jerusalem and and the, some from the sect of the Pharisees and again you're talking about educated probably respected people. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, you need to be, you got to follow the custom of, of Moses. Mm-hmm. So this is no small issue. Right. And I think that's why I I think it's so important. And yeah. again, reading reading through this stuff in the young adult context and the youth context, it can be easy to read through the Bible and be like, well, they're a bunch of dummies for slipping back into law. We can, mm-hmm. we can read it pretty quickly. We don't get a sense of how much time has passed. And we also fall victim with something we've been steeped in, a culture or tradition for years and years. We slip back into old ways all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's almost sobering to read it and be like, it's so easy. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. Didn't That's you right. know? That's mm-hmm. right. But and, and you think the very first epistle written mm-hmm. 
in the the very first epistle is the epistle of James that James wrote. Mm-hmm. So they they pro, if this is about twenty years after the church found, it's very likely they had that epistle in their hand. Well, what does James say? If you uh, keep the whole law, yet offended at one point, you've broken all the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he brings up the law. There, mm-hmm. There's there's references to it, and uh, it. You know, it's like, what do we do here with this mm-hmm. with this conflict? Right. Well, I mean, I think sometimes, too, it can seem easier to have step-by-step. We have this list of rules that we have to follow, and that's how we know mm-hmm. that we can get there, rather than relying on grace and faith. Like, that's right. It mm-hmm. can just seem easier. I think that's why yeah, give, give me something to do. It's concrete. There's a story years ago of a, of a company that put out a cake mix, and it was like uh, add water, mix it up, and put it in the oven, and it yeah. didn't sell. Uh, they did marketing research and found out it didn't sell because it was too easy. So they added throwing an egg and, well, you know, they added some more components to it to make yeah. it sound legit. And, uh, you know, and that's, <laughs> and that's what kind of what you were saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, the thing that was raised in my mind, um, maybe with yours too, is so um, what are those things um, that we should, I, I, I mentioned there are some things worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. We're, so we'll talk about that next week. That what uh, there are some doctrinal uh, non-negotiables, mm-hmm. and um, and how do we decipher that? We all have friends who we're all going to live in heaven together, mm-hmm. but you know we we're just we just don't see eye to eye on a, on a lot. That of doesn't it. seem but, heavenly right now. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it's you right. know to dwell above with saints we love that'll be glory. The dwell dwell below with saints we know. <laughs> that's another story. There's, there's my... How many of those do you have locked away? I don't know. I'm, a, I'm a poet, but don't know it. But um, so, so I I, yeah. I I moved towards the whole thing of just the general idea of unity in the body and mm-hmm. going through the scriptures, like Ephesians four. You know, walk in a manner worthy, and if all by all means. Maintain, preserve the unity of the body in the bond of speech, of peace, or Philippians one with one mind, you know, mm-hmm. you, one heart. We're striving together for the sake of the gospel. This, this singular purpose, this this joint um, oneness that was so important as Jesus prayed in John seventeen. Um. So the the question is, why why doesn't that happen? Mm-hmm. Why is there conflicts? Why why do we th- see things differently? Mm-hmm. Uh, or and then and and actually, it, it causes rifts between mm-hmm. fellow believers. Well, I know that's where probably James four is going to take us, but I think there's something to be said too about conforming versus transforming. Mm-hmm. A, a, a unity in in God's church is not about conformity; it's about transformity. Yeah, We're un, all like un, Christ. Uniformity or unanimity. Uh, that's not unity. Right. Exactly. So the Bible speaks to unity as it also speaks to spiritual giftedness and uniqueness in the body of Christ coming together, and so it does cover both in a way that I don't think necessarily needs to be threatening. But then James four addresses the heart. Ephesians, but again, we'll talk about this next week, but Ephesians 4, um, 11 through 16 does talk about how we are to equip the saints so the saints do the work of ministry, so on and so forth, until we all attain to the unity of the faith. Mm-hmm. So the, in Jude 3, you know, contend earnestly for the faith. Titus 1, I brought those up. The elders mm-hmm. are to be able to hold, uh, handle the word properly um, so that they can exhort and refute the uh, those who disagree are, are in conflict with the faith, the, mm-hmm. the, the set of teachings. So, I mean, that's, that's for next week. 
again, this week was just those ordinary daily issues that divide in terms of relational rifts. Right. And I made a pretty bold statement, but I believe and I'll stand by it, is that if we're walking by the Spirit, um, Paul said it in, in Galatians 5.16. You will not. You will in no way. Mm-hmm. And he, he uses two, in the Greek language, two negatives. And, and we can't do that in English. They counter each other out. We use mm-hmm. two negatives. But in Greek, it's added for emphasis. You will in no way, absolutely impossible, carry out the desires of the flesh. Mm-hmm. So we can... Uh, I had some people comment afterwards <laughs> that sure. like, like, man, you, you, you slapped us right in the face because <laughs> yeah. we, we got some conflict going on in home or mm. in, in certain relationships. Mm. So I, I did want to just probe that a little bit today in this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the key passages is, is James 4 because mm-hmm. he asks that question, what is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Mm-hmm. Why does this happen? Um, it's sad when it does. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's um, you know, we probably all have stories. Uh, in your young lives, you probably have stories. that um, You were teenagers once. There was probably some conflicts at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I was once. Um, <laughs> and um, conflicts just are part of... Being down up. here. Yeah, yeah. Of, of being here. Mm-hmm. So he goes in and asks, you know, what, what is what is the source of conflicts uh, among you? And he answers it. Is, it not, uh, is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? Um, you lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. Um, you do not have because you do not ask. So... Paul Tripp in his book, uh, Instruments in the Hands of the Redeemer, um, has a, a great little section in the first couple chapters of his book talking about James 4. And it's kind of impacted, I think, our counseling ministry here. I can remember John Morrison hmm. uh, uh, going through this passage, and um, he uh, referenced Paul Tripp's book, Instruments in the Hands of the Redeemer. So Paul Tripp talks about desires. It says there, what is the source of quarrels among you? Is not the source your desires, your pleasures. I don't know if there's other translations, but it's pretty much the same. That wage war in your member. And Tripp brings out the point that we all have desires. You cannot, if you've got a pulse, you have desires. It's just part and parcel of being a human. So some of those desires are good. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have a family that pursues God. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be have a spouse uh, who is strong um, uh, follower of Christ. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have a job that is a blessing and is fun to be at and pays well. I mean, there are good desires and then there are bad desires. And he brings out the point that James is not talking about wrong. He doesn't say evil desires. He just says there are pleasures the source of quarrels and conflicts among you, it's sourced in these desires, these pleasures that end up waging war. So how, when do pleasures that can be legitimate end up in a war, mm-hmm. waging war? And he brings out, uh, Tripp brings out the point, I'm doing a lot of talking here today, but no, it's good. Um, Tripp brings out the point that those desires, it's, I, I, I want, I, I wish 
This is a desire. The desire of my heart is for this to happen. When that desire ends up becoming a demand, the war has begun. Because if I desire something and now I demand it, mm-hmm. um, it's tantamount to idolatry. Mm-hmm. Because in a sense, that is usurping the ultimate desire should be to glorify God, right. to serve Him. And when anything of the horizontal values of life, good job, good relationships, good whatever, um, nothing wrong with having a nice house or a good car that works or, you know what, all those mm-hmm. horizontal desires, when we start demanding that, now it's idolatry and we've just usurped the ultimate desire, which is glorifying God. Mm-hmm. James will say later, um, if the Lord wills, I'm going to go to such, such and do this business. You know, it, it, what, what, what do you want, God? So when those desires be, turn into demands, I, I want this. Um, the the war begins and then he says the, the next step is that that demand now in our mind um must have it it becomes a need i must have it it's it's now it's not something i want or wish or not even demand i need it mm-hmm. in order for my happiness i need this relationship i need my wife to do this or i need my husband to act this way i need this mm-hmm. um well again idolatry um, so the, the desire turns into a demand in terms into a need. I need this. And then the next step trip says is it becomes an expectation. I expect this from you. This is my, this is my desire, which now I'm demanding. And it's actually, I need this. I have to have this. Therefore, I expect that you are going to conform or you're going to perform a certain way so that that desire is going to be met. And when that expectation isn't met, now it's disappointment or anger, mm-hmm. you know, unmet expectations. Now you now the conflict is is now being pushed out your way because you are blocking my goal to what I determine as happiness, mm-hmm. what I think desire I and mm-hmm. what I demand and now what I think I need. And now I'm expecting and you're getting in the way of that. So now I'm... I'm disappointed in you and I'm getting depressed and I'm getting angry. And ultimately the last step he says, it leads to, I'm going to punish you for that. I'm going to make your life miserable. I'm going to shout at you or I'm going to, I'm going to withdraw from you, give you the silent treatment. I'm going to put you out from my circle of friendships. I'm not, I'm going to avoid, you know, it's, I'm going to punish you. And that's that cycle of self-centered ugliness of a war that is raged. And uh, I just thought that was so insightful. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it, it, it's primal in a way. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, that's how animals interact in the wild. You know, they get to that point, that degradation. Yeah. And yeah. I think James 4, 1 is, is so interesting because you have this, this book being written that early, like you mentioned. Stephen is stoned. The church scatters a little bit. James 1, the, the 12 tribes have been dispersed. Mm-hmm. And now he's addressing what causes the quarrels and fights. You can imagine their first gut reaction is, well, they're causing the quarrel right. and the fights. That's not me. Who's causing the fight among you? I know. They're crazy. Yeah. Like it, it's always the, they're, they're saying this or they're saying this. But or that circumstance, that non, it, it, exactly. that inanimate circumstance, yep. that, yep. That, that, that thing that happened. happened to me. Yeah. But he goes right to the heart of the matter it's and said, the heart speaks it's... to what they can control, what, what they 
are in tune with more so than what's happening to them. Yeah. And that's and, why it's so applicable. Right. Eventually, um, things are said, conflicts, hurt takes place, and it can be, if, if that's not checked mm -hmm. quickly, mm -hmm. it it gets worse and worse and worse. And it when just... you, you bring up that concept of the desires or the passions or the pleasures, I mean, we're always worshiping something, yeah. right? Like there is no deciding to worship. It's just deciding what or who to worship yeah. that I think is what we're up against. But man, you get to that point where, yeah, you really have to reflect. So let me ask you two, in, in your sphere of, of, of influence and, and, and peer group uh, as young adults, where do you see what what would be some of the the most recognizable passions desires what 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 do what do people want what or what what are they pursuing or what what do you see that is and it, might, it doesn't have to be bad or you know or it might be very good but what what are those things that you hear often what what are they what are what are your peers passionately pursuing i feel mm -hmm. like it's a lot of relationships like whether it's like single and they're looking for like a spouse or like now you are a married couple but you're looking for other married friends that you can relate to or now you're a young mom you want to relate to other young moms mm. like always looking for relationships is kind okay. of what i feel like okay mm -hmm. and what's the deeper what would you say is the deeper need what 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 is the deeper need that those relationships would help meet why are they pursuing their relationships? What is the deeper need behind that? Peel that onion layer one one layer more. What would it be? Yeah, probably mm. a lack of relationship with God. A little bit okay. of like just you know, belonging, there. purpose. Belonging, I mean, I, I think I think one thing running rampant is this unconditional acceptance, regardless of what it is. Uh, you're gonna affirm affirmation, 100% affirmation in whatever I decide. Mm -hmm. I think that's what our, our peer group wants and even expects. Okay, and peel it one more layer. Why is that? What, why the need for that affirmation? Because they've placed their identity in something that it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, again, there's, I feel like the pendulum swings and maybe it's a generational thing. It's so funny that there's a lot more um, studies out there that say a lot of people are more like their grandparents than they are their parents because mm -hmm. of how whatever your upbringing mm -hmm. was, you swing one way or the other. Yeah. But man, it's like there's a lot of selfishness happening again in our age group. And five, ten years ago, we were screaming selflessness. We're going to fix other people's problems. We're going to fix the injustice movement. We're going to do this, that, and the other. We're going to take down corruption. And now it's like, no, everyone needs to honor me and my recent decision to be this instead of that mm -hmm. or this, that, and the other. And it's, idolization of self mm -hmm. is running rampant. Mm -hmm. But that's a message the world is feeding. Yeah. Figure you out and you're going to be served. And I mean, it's a tale as old as time. Going back to what you were saying, Abby, is ultimately it is. It's uh, the hole in our soul mm -hmm. that can only be filled by God. So there's a, there, if, if, if we're not finding the ultimate purpose, meaning joy in a relationship with him, mm -hmm. we're created for that. We're created to experience that. That's mm -hmm. life. I mm -hmm. mean, as defined in the Bible, a real sense of what really life is. It's in everybody's ever been created because we're created in the image of God for capacity, for relation, for that whole in our soul to be filled. Mm -hmm. But if we don't connect the dots, we're going to, the deepest pleasures right. and longings in my heart are, are going to be missed. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to go on a search 
in every which way horizontally to find that, which will always end up in a dead-end street because if you do it in relationships, you're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. If you do it in things, they're going to, you know, they're going to disappear. They're going to, mm -hmm. you know, one bad recession and it's over or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so somewhere it's realigning. And, and James goes on and actually says in verse 4, he calls people adulteresses. Do you not know that friendship with the world is in, is hostility towards God? And he, he pegs it. He said, bottom line is, your horizontal things is you're you're trying to have friendship with the world to fill those things. It's mm -hmm. idolatry, and he, and he uses the, um, the the word you adulterous. You're 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 adulterating mm -hmm. with those things to fill the hole in your soul instead of God Himself. And there could be moment by moment swings. I think where where somebody else's words mean more to you than Jesus's words mm -hmm. or, or God's words about you. Oh, I yeah. think we all have somebody in our life where they said something to us. Oh, it would. It would impact our it would impact our morale or this that and the other and then that's where the performance comes in. I mean, look sure. at our young adult context of Keystone. This is a, a growing young adult ministry. A lot of exciting things happening. Mm -hmm. If you talk to Keystones, and I've I've overheard and had face to face conversations. I everyone there is so kind, so loving. Those people love me, or I feel accepted by those people. There's a lot of that happening. That's all good and great, but do you know how much God loves you? Because that's our that's our actual <laughs> objective. At some point. What happens if someone isn't loving to you on a Thursday night? Yeah. Uh, how easily shaken are we going to be when this wonderful friendship circle we've made, when the flesh reveals itself, mm -hmm. then if you're if you're going to be destroyed by it, then you're right. Oh, right. then there was an idol. Now, both of you grew up in Christian homes mm -hmm. with Christian parents who loved mm -hmm. you, affirmed you uh, mm -hmm. in many ways, but they weren't perfect. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I know your folks. Except for Amy <laughs> Smith. <No. laughs> yeah, well, we won't talk about Suzanne. Anyway. <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring him up. Yeah. Um, and yeah. God has designed society so that mm -hmm. at that home level, that's in those early stages of life where there is that God focus and that God mm -hmm. affirming and that love and, mm -hmm. and all those things are shaped healthily mm -hmm. and right. then pointing to God. But it's that's... What you experience is a rarity, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. what's so sad. I'm sure you again right. see it in young adult ministry, and it's exponentially increasing that break that brokenness at the home level. So more and more, we're seeing people in the church coming from those environments mm -hmm. that um, seem to incite these wrong pleasures, that uh, mm -hmm. these these desires to become demands and then needs. Mm -hmm. And because of the lack of the home structure, mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. you know crucial in there. And then it, it leads to worshiping the things you mm -hmm. adulteresses. You know mm -hmm. your friendship with the world. Why why are they friendship with the world? Because that's where they're trying to get their right. their kudos from. Purpose, value, mission. That's right. Yep. And mm -hmm. so it's it's it's, it's total miss. So he comes mm -hmm. and says um, in verse five, uh, do. You, or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. So now we've got the solution is the spirit and he gives grace, verse 6. God is opposed to the proud. He gives grace to the humble mm -hmm. through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So there's the solution right there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he goes on. And, and um, so there's that, um, the antidote is is what he has placed within us through his Holy Spirit. 
in cooperation, I think that's a, I think an appropriate term, starting in verse 7, with our mentality. So he says in verse 7, so therefore submit therefore to God and resist the devil, and he'll flee from him, and draw near to God, and he'll draw near, and cleanse your, your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, you double-minded, and be miserable, war, uh, mourn, and weep. Um, have that repentant spirit. And mm-hmm. let, your, let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into gloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and then he will exalt you at the proper time. The way up is always down. You want to live, you got to die. If you want to gain, you got to lose. Mm-hmm. And it just goes against the grain right. of the thinking of the world today. And because it does, conflict, mm-hmm. enmities, factions, spirit, and it creeps into the church and mm-hmm. it comes... Full speed sometimes. And as ugly as it can get, as as imperfect as churches are, there, there is no substitute for the, the local body and what God has ordained for his body to work. I mean, I think with the rise of technology and access to church online or all these, your favorite speaker or the, the YouTube, more and more people, Mark, are online churchgoers. I, I watch the YouTubes. I do this. I'm not just talking about FPC. I'm talking about mm-hmm. people. It's easy to feel as if you're being spiritually fed if you're anonymously searching online for something, but there's there's and, prosperity gospel out there, there's this, yeah. that, and the other. And do you feel that also it's safer because you don't have to enter into of relationships? Of course it's safer. Oh, yeah. You see that with... Yeah. 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 You see, Do you see where people put up barriers around themselves and they don't mm-hmm. let you get that close and yet they deeply long for that relationship? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For I sure. think that's big like with marriage too. Like a lot of people our age I feel like how you were saying like we kind of were unique growing up which is true I felt like so many of my friends parents were divorced and now because of that they're like I'm never going to get married Mm because I don't want to go through divorce Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like well it's not really how it works but (laughs) right (laughs) the same kind of thing just like this guard up against relationships and on the flip side we have friends who are going to use that brokenness for good in the sense Mm -hmm. that they've gotten married and said we're we're never right. going to get divorced right. now. The cycle ends now. The, yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. the that's the goal. And if it, if they continue living by the Spirit, they will succeed yeah. in that goal. If they don't, it'll get rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Solomon said, you know, guard your heart because that's where the wellsprings of life flow, and mm-hmm. and it's um, which is why we also need each other mm-hmm. because sometimes we just have blind spots, mm-hmm. right? And we don't see that self-centered desire that leads to demands and needs rear its ugly head. Mm-hmm. And um, so the, the corporateness of the body, some people can have 20-20 vision looking right at you. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to hear to expose some of that mm-hmm. so that we realign that our ultimate desire is to glorify God. Where's God in this? What, what would he want you to do? Mm-hmm. What would best glorify him? And you know, for the most part, I think you come back to, and I'm not saying we excuse sin in other people's lives, but at some point, right. um, we're called to be so self-sacrificing. Jesus had said in, in uh, First Peter, he was reviled, but he did not revile in, in return. He kept entrusting himself to the Father mm-hmm. who judges rightly. Mm-hmm. So he was willing to to spend and be spent. He was willing to be spit upon and everything else. Um, for the betterment of others, mm-hmm. and it just—it it just doesn't. It, that's just not the human thing to do mm-hmm. in the sinful flesh. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I think I, I think when it comes to certain things in relationships, that's why those scriptures are maintain the unity. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, think, don't think of um, your own interest, Paul wrote in Philippians, but think of the interests of others. Mm-hmm. Um, for the sake of the gospel, that the world may know, live in unity, love one another. People will know you're my disciples if you do that. And um, But when we enter into conflicts and, and, and create walls of separation between us, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's so much more that could be talked about. I mean, there's, yeah, there are boundaries that you, you know, there are things that, mm-hmm. but sometimes I think that is largely, um, I think we have to be careful of that because again, that's another self-protective mantra. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put boundaries. You're toxic, you're a toxic person. So I'm going to set up boundaries. Good night. If Jesus did that, mm-hmm. we, none of us have a hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess, I guess maybe it's, if you can't handle it, then you better put up boundaries. Otherwise it's, you're going to yeah. commit murder. <laughs> right. Right. So, uh, but again, if we walk by the spirit, he jealously longs, you know, the, for the spirit that he has given to us, to dwell in us. If we walk by the spirit. We will not carry out those desires of the flesh of enmity and strife and all those outbursts of anger. Mm-hmm. And that's where we want to get. Right. When God's glory exceeds our own personal desires and glories, the war ends right there. That's good. We've been equipped. We have the spirit. You mentioned James 4, Galatians 5 as well. And then over the next couple of weeks, are you in the pulpit next two weeks? Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll uncover the rest of chapter 15. But Yeah, because there are some things worth fighting for. They're mm-hmm. fighting over, fighting for, and... And, mm-hmm. and, we'll and I'm excited to study that because if you, if you were to survey a large group of people, say, what are the A issues? Mm-hmm. What are the B issues? You're going to get a lot of different answers, mm-hmm. but it'll be cool to see what are, what are the biblical yeah. the biblical ones. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. Abby, thank you for being here. Yeah, of course. Appreciate it. Mark? Appreciate it, my man. Mm -hmm. As a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us each and every week. Just type in Sermon Spotlight on your favorite podcast platform. We pop right up. Feel free to spread the word. Uh, We're uploading every Tuesday, Wednesday. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons aren't meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love. God bless. Mm